to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts, I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you for coming tonight. We are back with episode two with the Tim Sizer Trio. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Yeah. That was a, uh, a blues shuffle that I wrote called 16. And uh, as is the issue with a lot of uh, non-vocal music, a lot of times we as jazz you know, composers write songs that we love, but then really can't think of what to title it because it doesn't really have any words in it. Yeah. So 16 Bar Blues, so I just called it 16. There should be a, a website out there, you know, like just a website for band names that you can purchase? You yeah. can do that, start a you website. Could, you could purchase jazz. <laughs> I mean, normally I'm, I try to be pretty creative. You know, I have some pretty, I've actually, I've had people rip on me for my song titles being too epic and too deep, uh -huh. you know? <laughs> and so I think this was my stab back at them. Like, oh yeah, check this out. <laughs> 16, that's it. You that's figured it. Out, Did you get dude. it? That's it. <laughs> but what does it mean? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything, <laughs> yeah. man. Don't you get it? <laughs> Yeah. So the the band, the Tim Sizer Trio here, yes. if you're just joining us, uh, go to timsizer.com, T-I-M-S-E-I-S-S-E-R. Tim's got a CD out in 2008. It was your first uh, band leader r release. Yeah, no, Wire and Wood. Yep. It was uh, back in the days when I still used to lug around my upright bass. So I had the wire, which was the electric, and the wood, yep. which was the upright. So it's kind of a combination of... Um, some more straight-ahead jazz and some more kind of electric-y kind of stuff, more like what you're hearing right now. But yeah. got some great players on there, a great tenor saxophone player, Mark Colby, who is a Chicago staple. He used to play with uh, Jaco Pastorius' big band. And wow. Yeah, so and some great some great local players. I was able to get a tabla player to play uh, some tabla. It's one of the songs as a bass and tabla duet. Yeah. Cool. Which was great. So yeah, it's a nice little album. So that's that CD is available. If you can purchase that through my website um, yeah. or through my MySpace page, which is myspace.com/confusionmusic. <laughs> As in, we don't know what to call this music. Right. So confusion music. We were talking before the show a little bit, and then the last episode also about the uh, kind of this, this funny aspect of. Uh, 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 fusion music or fusion jazz in particular, like jazz slash rock, and people thinking of it as sort of like complicated and loud. Yeah, you know, right. that could be your on your bumper sticker. Uh, yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. I play complicated and loud. But you know, you listen to it, and really at the core of it, my my foot's going. You know, and no matter what crazy things you do, the the drums are just just nailing it down, and you're all, you know, it's still grooving. You could dance to it. And mm -hmm. oddly, Definitely. Chris turned to me during that song and said. You know, this is like a blues. <laughs> it's it's that, it is a blues. that's actually a relief to hear because that's I mean honestly as a bass player that's one of my main goals in the music that I've been doing as of late is to is to try to I mean it's a it's a grand task to try to tackle but to try to kind of bring jazz and improvised music you know more back into the mainstream where you know I think one of the biggest turnoffs to a lot of people about jazz is just in my opinion and this is just my opinion. Um, a lot of people have trouble relating with the beat of jazz, yeah. you know, where you have this swing beat or this swing rhythm, which is one of my favorite things to play, but at the same time, I didn't hear that growing up at all. I mean, I did, but like not on the radio and not when I'd go to parties in high school, no one would put on Coltrane or, you know, right. it's like you'd put that on every once in a while as a musician to be like, wow, I like this stuff. But, yeah. you know, as for relating your music to as many people as possible, I found that I want to try to take the concepts of jazz harmony and solos and improvisation, but always have there be a beat that you can feel, that you can, you know, relate to, that you can dance to. So and, You know, and I, I think of, 
I think of bass player like, well, uh, upright bass player in particular, uh, you know, like really holding down the groove, like Ray Brown or yeah. someone like from from that era. Yeah. Um, but but now bass is different. I mean, you're still laying down the groove, but it's. But you're more free. It's evolved. Yeah. It's evolved. Yeah, yeah it's definitely evolved. As as the drums, you know, as yeah. and and one of the things I like about a trio is it kind of gives everybody a chance to be an equal part. You know, it gives me a chance to play more notes and not get in trouble, which is always nice. <laughs> You're the right. band leader. You can do whatever yeah, you I want. Can, hey, <laughs> these guys are working for me. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and we are hearing these original tunes by... Yeah, uh, all original compositions. Tim Sizer. On drums tonight, we have Pete Johnson. Hello, yeah. everybody. <laughs> and uh, Thank you. Mr. Tom Stopker on guitar. Yeah. What's up, Mad Toast? <laughs> <laughs> we got a shout-out on our own show. I like that. Um, uh, I wanted to ask Pete. Well, all you guys have sort of custom instruments. I mean, Tom's playing a Strat, a Fender Strat. Yes, yeah, but Fender it's actually Strat? kind of a custom instrument, actually. That okay. Was, um, it is a it is a Fender Stratocaster. Uh, the neck is actually of Mexican or origin, but the body is of American origin, and the uh, pickups are kind of got Seymour Duncan's various non-standard oh, yeah. uh, Fender pickups in here. I um, looked closely. Yeah, it's kind of, a, this guitar actually, and the color itself, it's kind of a, uh, for all you listeners at home, it's kind of a nice uh, sky, shiny, sparkly yeah. blue, yeah. you know, kind of a unique color for a Strat. I really have never seen this color. It is nice. On a Strat, and uh, I actually got this through a good friend in uh, West Michigan. I was just hanging out at his guitar shop, and he was like, you know, I just built this guitar, uh, check it out. So yeah. now it's mine, and uh I use it for a lot of different things, you know, uh, I do a lot of different styles of music and it seems to kind of be able to transcend various genres, so, right. you know, and it's stylish, you know. It's, yeah. it's stylish. Very stylish. You, you don't have a whammy bar on it, I didn't miss it, I well, mean, you're doing a lot with your left hand. Yeah, I actually, t I was uh, rehearsing with the whammy bar the other night, uh, I don't know, sometimes when I play jazz, I feel like the whammy bar gives you a little too many options. Uh -huh. there's, already, <laughs> there's already a lot of options in jazz, yeah, you know right. what I mean, I got like every note I can play right now. So the yeah. whammy bar might just get me right. a little too uh, excited over well, here. So. I think about Jeff Beck. We were talking about earlier, there was a beautiful um, three-quarter time tune. What was the name of that one? In Transition. In Transition that you we did. got on, another one coming up for you, oh, too. Oh, cool. Oh. It did on the first set. It reminded me, I, only, I mean, not like quarterly necessarily, but just the, that uh, it made sense it was written by a bass player because like uh, one of our favorite tunes is, is this Dave Holland tune, another great bass player, um, Diamond Dust. Just beautiful chord changes and wonderful melody and this line that goes through and so many great lines. But then when Beck so does it, so obviously written you know, by a bass player too. <laughs> it's like anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would I would never have thought to do it that way. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, you give jazz tunes to a guitar player and, and uh, you know it can either be a good thing or a horribly bad thing. At your own risk. You know, it's definitely uh, you know yeah. <laughs> risky waters. You know, yeah. Like. Well, and Pete Johnson, Pete, you have uh, an interesting kit there. It's you know you're. Um, it's a smaller diameter bass kit, bass uh, kick drum. Yes. Kind of standard jazz thing. By but request. Yep, oh, yep. And I, and I actually is, uh, said to you on the break that it was an unassuming <laughs> kit because yes. the drums being so much smaller, I figured that it would be quieter. But it's all about your technique and how you tune them and stuff. Right, right yeah. Right? yeah. Um, a lot of, I guess, my technique comes on the wrist, I guess. But yeah. Part of the reason why I have this kit here is because of travel purposes. You know, uh -huh. it's, just, it's very convenient. It's really small. In fact, it's it may be like a child's drum set. It could be you know used by a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know professional drummers use this particular model of drum set. It's just a Yamaha. It's a consumer 
drum set. So it sounds, yeah, it sounds great. great. And I've Thank never you. seen these cymbals with the big holes in them. Oh yeah. This other one that's laid over another cymbal with holes in it. Yeah. Um, I've gotten several comments about these cymbals actually. Um, people call them the Swiss cheese cymbals. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the the real story is, which is what I've been told by a a cymbal maker, is that a t- cymbal's tone comes from the center or the bell of mm-hmm. the cymbal, okay. and then the vibrations travel down from that bell and they go back and forth really fast. Well, what the holes do is they interrupt those waves, those vibration waves. So it's kind of essentially like adding a distortion to your cymbal, or like wow. similar to like a distortion pedal on a guitar. Can you can you whap on one of those? Sure. So this, which one's I this one? I know that's the official term. But. Oh yeah. So that was the ri- uh, the ri- that's that not the ride. That was the plain the, Swiss cheese one. That was the plain one. Yeah, this other one here, it's the same symbol, a little smaller, but I just put another symbol underneath it so it kind of yeah. rattles together. Okay. Ah, rings a little shorter and. Mm-hmm. I want to, all of a sudden, I want to go. And in this corner, introducing! You know, <laughs> something like that. Gong. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should own a gong. Do you have a gong? I don't have a gong. No. No. Gongs, man, sorry. Gongs are expensive. Right. I hope he's they come pretty down. Pretty cool kid. He doesn't. You know. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. how did you come about um, c- putting this kit together, other well, than the size issue? Um, I got this kit essentially for free. Actually, that's I, a good reason. I I had an old drum set that I had for a while, and a friend of mine named Christina had this drum set. A friend of mine from college. Yeah. And. I wanted an even smaller drum set, so I said, hey, do you want to trade drum sets? And she was cool with it. So <laughs> you now I have this little tiny drum set. You're a lucky man. And the man. sound <laughs> is, is amazing and big. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like great for little bebop gigs or for you know traveling gigs like this with Tim. So Yeah. So, so Pete Johnson on the drums. And Tim, you have, it looks like a very custom bass. Yes, I actually had this built by a builder out of Florida who actually I just found out yesterday, Pete actually ordered a bass from him as well. Pete plays bass as well. Oh, cool. That's right. And, that uh, makes sense. I, you know, whenever a bass player or someone, you know, who even likes guitars or whatever comes up to me and is like, hey, what's the deal with that bass? I always give it to him and I'm like, play it. Yeah. Because it's oh, like, cool. it looks good, but it plays even better. And his name is Cliff Boardwell and he's out of Florida. And I found a little tiny ad in the back of a bass player magazine when I was looking for a nicer instrument. And I got in touch with him and he was immediately replying to all my emails, excellent customer service, had all the options I wanted. So it was pretty much just like, all right, let me give this a shot. You're, you're ordering it you know, without ever having played one of his instruments before because it's all custom and hand-built. Yeah. And um, you know, except for in rare cases, like Pete was able to play my bass, so he was able to kind of get the gist of it. But I just ordered it you know, unseen, untouched. Did you give him neck, neck specs? I actually, what I did was I just went to Guitar Centers and Sam Ashes all around the Chicago area and just tried to play as many different basses as I could and then tried to take the aspects of each of those basses that I liked and then combine all those specifications together and then sent those out to him. And then at that point in time, you're just hoping it comes out right. And yeah. he sent it to me. I took it out of the box, and I was just dumbfounded by it. And I actually, have, I, um, even though I didn't really have any money, I ordered a fretless from him shortly thereafter because I was just like, <laughs> I need another one. If I'm going to get a fretted, I mean, how often do you get a chance to order two instruments carved, neck carved by the same exact guy, complete, complete, you know, same specifications, yeah. everything, so... It's nice. What, what kind of pickup is this? Because I can't see a pickup. Yeah, it's, it's 
for all you listeners at home, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a wooden cover over both the pickups. Okay. So it's two standard dual coil pickups, but under just a wooden cover to kind of keep the continuous wood look and also to provide a consistent playing surface for my right hand to play over. Okay. How does that so affect the sound? It actually doesn't interrupt the magnetic waves between the strings and the pickups because the wood is... Um, thin enough that it doesn't interact at all with okay. it. So wow. yeah, because I'd never seen that before, so I was wondering what was going on with that. Yeah, I tried. I try to take credit for it, but there's been too many <laughs> other guys that'll hunt me down and like, hey, that was my idea. Hey, man. Yeah, I know. That's my that's my fault. My dad's a cop, so actually, my dad's a cop and a polygraph examiner. Oh, you so better be honest. Lying was out of the question well, a long really time ago. Yeah, lying doesn't yeah. exist anymore. But you have a you have a, a, a music sponsorship too, right? You're yeah, actually, I endorse I endorse Cliff Spaces, CB Bases. Yep. The website is www.cbbases.com. Um, even if you just even if you're not a bass player and you just want to see some gorgeous instruments, he is. I mean, his his work is amazing. It's they're just as much artwork as they are functional, playable instruments. And um, I also endorse the amps that I'm playing out of, which are Mark Bass amps, and that's an uh, Italian yeah. company which is now has major distribution through guitar centers all over the U.S. Best wow. amps, 30 pound cabinet, you know, 500 yeah. watt head, weighs six and a half pounds. So it's lightweight. That's not fair. It's great for the gigging musicians. <laughs> it's it's the way to go. Wow. Have you ever heard of bunnybase.com? I have. You I have. Been there? No. I mean, I've been to the website. What are they? What is it like? Oh, there? it's just a picture. Pictures of ridiculous bases. Okay. It's bunny base. Yeah. Bunny base. Old ones, like strange things. Yeah. And oh, handmade things that yeah. are. There's a, there's another site on the yeah. web called Talkbase. Okay. And okay. it's pretty much like a base nerd forum. And uh, I frequent. I used to frequent when I was kind of in my. I'm gonna buy a lot of gear phase. Now I'm broke, so I don't really go back there anymore. <laughs> you bought all that gear because I bought all the gear. So now I'm like, oh, cool. It's amazing how much less time you spend at a gear website when you don't have money to spend on gear. So. Yeah. The best time. Yeah. It's like don't go shopping when you're hungry. No, exactly. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Believe me. And with a checkbook, no. if you go with like a tangible amount of cash in your hand, that's all you're gonna spend. That's good. And you go with the checkbook. I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this. <laughs> Not a good idea. I have checks left. Yeah. Um, so let's let's play a couple another tunes. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and do a couple more tunes. Um, first one we're gonna do is uh, another pretty tune in three. I know we were just talking about it. it's so easy to write nice songs in three. There's something about the three four time that lends itself well to prettiness. So this is the first tune is called Hit and Run. And the tune we're going to play after that is uh, a tune from my album, Wire and, Wire and Wood, that we're going to kind of rearrange called Speak. So if, here you go. If you're just joining us, this is, uh, you're listening to the Tim Sizer Trio.
Thank you. 
Thank you. Tim, what, what were the last two songs? You can introduce them. Back. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the another pretty tune in three was called Hit and Run, which is actually not about car accidents. Um, <laughs> this is why I need words in my tunes. Um, and the uh, last song we just played was called Speak, which is available on Wire and Wood in a much different format, but at the same time, still a nice, pretty song. So. Oh, yeah. And if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tim Sicer Trio, based in Chicago. Yeah. Wonderful band. You guys... And actually... Okay. Tom's from Detroit. Yeah. Pete's from uh, Minneapolis. And I'm from Chicago. So it's a nice little Midwest collective thing we yeah. got going on here. Cool. Yeah. All right. We're here in Madison, so I think we got... All four states covered. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Represent. Well, we're happy you guys are here. You guys are, are just wonderfully, uh, uh, incredibly talented musicians and um, very musical. Very musical. Thank you. And real nice guys to boot. To boot. So uh, we try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we have time for one more tune, but before yeah. that, I uh, want to mention. Um, July 16th, 17th. That's this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So maybe a little, a little late for a podcast. Put on your road trip boots. But you can, uh, you can go to timsicer.com to find out where you're playing in particular. Yeah. But uh, you also do occasional gigs still with uh, uh, Will Delisfort? I still, yeah, I still play with Will when he comes into the Midwest. And okay. uh, I have my own quintet, which works regularly in Chicago. Our next gig is August 18th at the Redline Tap. And then okay. uh, more gigs to be announced. Um, and, yeah, I'm all over the place. So all coming right. out to a gig and say hi and share a drink. And be merry. <laughs> Tim Sizer. And you'll recognize him if he's wearing a short sleeve shirt. It's got you got great yeah, tats all I'm over. I'm inked up. I am inked. It's addictive. You can't you once you start, you can't stop. I didn't know that because I mean the last news. couple times you've been here, you guys are uh, typically like the Will Devilsport yeah. uh, uh, project, the, the, the Devilsport project. You guys come in here, you're the nattiest dressed guys ever on the stage. Yeah, here, like yeah. wearing suits and stuff. So I didn't know you had tattoos. Yeah, it's uh I was thinking about that as I was driving up here. I was like, Oh, they're probably gonna be like, wow, so that's what you really look like, because <laughs> I do not walk around in a suit most of the time. Yeah. The suit is not my usual garb, nor is the tuxedo, but if the price is right. You, you could have fooled me. Hey, you, you guys look I, try to, I try to clean up when I can. Um, but uh, I wanted to mention, too, you're, you're actually a staff writer for Bass Musician Mad Magazine, too, so if, yep. what's that gig like? Do you like uh, writing? It's, it's cool. It's, uh, it's more or less a voluntary position, which is good, but I'm on staff with some of the best bass players on the planet, yeah. and... Um, I was doing DVD reviews for a while with them and then also doing transcriptions. Uh, and now I actually have a new series of interviews I'm working on with uh, Trench Chicago bass players, you know, guys who are um, mainstays in the Chicago bass community who I don't think necessarily get the national appreciation level that they should. So right. my goal is to try to kind of, you know, bolster their reputation a little bit and try to expose their talents to a larger audience. So cool. that's in the hopefully in the months to come, I'm going to be finishing up the the interview and yeah. getting some That's some hardcore players out. Sounds like out. we're in the same business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta help yourself, but you also gotta help others. You know, you yeah. gotta use what you can to try to help others. So this is we, we've been fun. sitting here listening to the listening to you guys play, going, man. I mean, this could be on a huge concert stage, and, ev and as a trio, and everyone would be astounded and and totally happy at the thank you fifty dollar ticket price. <laughs> <laughs> One Speaking day. Speaking of which, it's kind of interesting. One day. Tim Tim brought. Uh, you said. 
you were driving out of Chicago. I was like, damn, I forgot to bring my CDs yeah, to sell we here pa- at the show. We packed up the car, you know, and it's like the first time we really got all our gear in the car. So I was so happy because we got everything in there. And I was like, yeah, all right, it worked. Yeah. And then I pulled off about 30 minutes outside of Chicago and I was like, oh, CDs. Yeah. Are you heading back to Chicago tonight? Yeah, we're heading back to Chicago tonight. We're playing at the Whistler uh, okay. tomorrow night in Logan Square and then uh, in Chicago. And then we're at uh, the Cat House in Manhattan, Kansas, and then the Little Apple Jazz Festival on Saturday in uh, Manhattan, Kansas as well. And uh, But you brought this uh, Wire and Wood, your, your uh, 2008 release, yeah. and it's the only copy you have with you, but you're willing to sell it. So since it's the only copy, we figured this should be like worth what? A hundred bucks? Yeah, you know, maybe one hundred two fifty, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's, you know, got you've got deep pockets, you can pick up wire and wood, or whatever. You can talk to Tim; he'll make yeah. a deal, swing a deal with you. But you got another a live CD that you're working on. In the works. In the works. Yes. It'll That's just cool. be. I think it'll probably just be called Live in Chicago or okay. Live at the Redline Tab or something generic like that. Well, we are we are honored to have you guys here tonight with us, and you have another tune. Yes, we got one more for you. We're right. very happy to be here. Thank you to you guys for oh, doing thank this. You. And You're glad I was able to get my my opportunity to bring my own little thing here and it's a nice thing you guys got going. So thank you. Wish you long life and all the best. And you too. Thank you. Okay. So this last tune is kind of our jam out and uh this has become sort of the anthem of late and it's uh once again called Frosty. I don't know why it's called Frosty. I think I was watching The Simpsons and the Frosty Chocolate Milkshake episode was on and I went upstairs in my room and wrote this for whatever reason and so it's entitled Frosty. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> Frosty. Tim Sizer Trio, y'all. That was awesome. I uh, can't wait to listen to these podcasts myself. Um, go to timsizer.com, T-I-M-S-E-I-S-S-E-R. Uh, has an album, Wire and Wood. There's another one coming out, studio recording. Uh, special thanks to Mr. Andrew LaValle, Bear Sound. Podcast producer, engineer, Mr. Andy Wendorf, our audio intern. Special thanks to uh, the Brink Lounge and to WORT 89.9 FM here in Madison, Wisconsin. And WORT HD. Thank you guys so much for coming. Good night.